Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You arrange them, but they all gotta be jiggly. And then, <coughs> they gotta the, be jiggly. Yeah, they gotta be I jiggly. I like that jiggly. You gotta be all. <laughs> gotta be okay. all jiggly. All that, that jiggly. All that jiggly. Well, are you ready? That's the question. I'm always ready. Should probably hit record, though. Oh, you haven't even hit record. Just kidding. Okay. I'm like, what is happening right now? So mad about that. I know. Hello. Hello. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> episode 18. Yay. It's episode 18. Welcome back to Kent Now. Yay. I always feel like we need to talk over the music. Hi, and welcome to the Kent Now Podcast. I'm Mayor Dana Ralph. In this podcast, you will hear from city leaders, city workers, Mm -hmm. and engaged residents. We discuss local news, current events, and provide educational and engaging content for the Kent resident who wants to stay plugged into our community. Thanks for listening. Now here are our hosts, Josh Mossberg and Tracy Taylor. And Kyle. And Kyle. We might need to hit Mayor Ralph to... uh, Put you in the uh, intro there, Kyle. Sorry about that. Maybe. Episode 18, friends. Hello. We are back and better than ever. Yes, we are. We need the school bell. We're so good. We are. Hit the school bell. (laughs) Yep. There we go. Back to school. Yay. Back to school. <laughs> Back to school. I don't even, I know the movie. That's it. I, but there was like something. Have you I ever thought watched? thought you were just That's singing Madison. Back to School. No, it's actually a part of a movie. Mm. Billy Let me Madison. Guess, before My Time. Probably. Or something. Yep. It's Adam Sandler movie. Mm-hmm. Are, you fa- are you familiar with Adam Sandler? No, I've, I've never heard of Adam Sandler, <laughs> Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, okay. Anyway, uh, Billy Madison, great movie. Mm-hmm. He goes back to school and stands there at the bus stop with his lunchbox and his boots tied tight and ready to go. He's got to prove to dad that he is not a fool. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, all right. Well, and this, since we're getting right back into the back to school episode, we do need to talk about one thing. Don't could, manners. Yeah. Could this be a World Series run? Let's. <gasps> Don't say <gasps> it. <gasps> Knock on wood. Okay. Knock on the yeah, table. I was going to say, well, Quickly. I'll just knock on my head. Okay. I mean, one of the two, right? Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah, nope. This is great news for the Mariners and Mariners fans. All right. So now that we've got that out Good of the way. Good vibes only, right? Good vibes only. Yep. Now uh, that we've no. got that out of the way, we should probably talk about back to school. Mm-hmm. I know that we touched on it briefly lap- last episode. Uh, we talked about clothes, I believe, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and shoes and backpacks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ready for a now fun? Now we are officially... Back to schooling mm-hmm. with the school year behind oh. us. Well, <laughs> underway. We're in it. Underway. Yeah. <laughs> we are in in the thick of it now. In front of us. Yes. Yes. Definitely. But we have some fun facts. Okay. You want to go ahead and? I'd love to hear him. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm not the fun fact person. Oh. You're the fun fact. Is this fact. a fun fact? This it is, is. more like a depressing fact. Well, it, <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. Uh, the average planned back to school spending per household this year is $597 a child, according to the National Retail Federation, which is predicting that 2023, that's this year, mm-hmm. uh, will be the most expensive back-to-school shopping season ever. Is that a fun? That's not so fun. No, but like. it's like, I think everybody that has a child that's in school right now always goes, wait a minute. I feel I like don't- it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's definitely true. It's true. I mean, school supplies alone have gone up at least 20%. I mean, 
easily spent three hundred dollars in school supplies. Just, oh, really? Yeah. Dang. All right. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, ask for. It's you got your designer crayons or what? <laughs> What's going on over there? <laughs> the Gucci crayons. Crayons ain't cheap, man. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Well, in none this, of, not in this economy. No. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I guess uh, if you think about it, though, with adding in back to school clothes, school supplies, and then obviously. Well, like they ask for other stuff too nowadays too, like headphones, you know. Wait, why? Why do you need headphones at school? A, a lot of the stuff they do is on the computer and a lot of, they don't want the, you know, they have, like when we do our trainings, they're like, sure. and here's how you, you know. Yeah. It's BYO. And so, yeah, uh, they got H. BYOH, dude. <laughs> Bring your own headphones. Bring your own headphones. I love mm. that. So, okay, yeah. so first outfit for school, first day of school outfit. Do you, what was your favorite one? One that stands out in your mind. Do you have one? Oh, wow. Um, I wasn't exactly uh, super fashion forward on the cutting edge <laughs> in high school. I think I, I don't know, I'd go with my mom to like Target and mm. get some stuff. There's okay. no particular outfit that stands out. I was always just, I just wore hoodies like kind of okay. every day. I was so fashion forward. It is, you guys just don't even understand. I, really? I would imagine. <laughs> I mean, look I had, at how you're dressed right now. It's amazing. I had the, uh, speaking of Mariners, I had my pullover, big poofy swishy. Starter you know, jacket? 90s. Was star it a starter jacket? It was starter style. Okay, yes, starter okay, jacket okay. for sure. But it was uh, Mariners branded, mm -hmm. of course. Mm -hmm. um, and then... Um, Oh, shoot. What was the other? And then my other, I remember the shirt, this one shirt. I don't even know why. It was maroon, but mm. it was a, a got milk shirt. And <laughs> Wait, the, what? the back of it, <laughs> the back of it had an alien with a milk mustache. And I was, I can't tell you how awesome I felt in that shirt. Wow. You were the cool kid with that shirt, weren't you? That's personality right there. Yeah, it was awesome. That was my favorite shirt. As soon as it came out of the laundry, I was like, oh, yes. Uh, mine was the one that, why I remember it the most was one, because I got the worst haircut the day before the first day of school. Oh, no. And then my mom put me in a turtleneck with my initials on it. Of course. And Absolutely. And the sweater vest. Mm. But the haircut is the one that I just, I was mortified and I had to live with it <laughs> the whole year. It was a mullet. I had mm. a straight blonde <laughs> mullet. No joke. Wow. It was bowl cut bangs, like blunt bangs. Mm -hmm. And then my they permed it. And it was so bad, you guys. It was so bad. I feel like we're going to need uh, some photos you, to yes. share with the audience mm -hmm. about I can, this. You, I can provide those. I definitely had some of the worst haircuts. Bowl cut for sure. I remember my mom taking me in and I told her, I was like, I want a bowl cut. She's like, are you sure? She's like, really? You want to pull? I'm like, yes. And I want it to be shaved up here. So when I run, it flaps. Oh. <laughs> it flaps. <laughs> I was like, Jonathan Taylor Thomas was my hero at that time. Okay. And it just, yeah, that's, that was the thing. So. <laughs> I think at one point I, I had just I, like spiky hair and like puka shell necklace. I, Stop. You and the puka shell, huh? Be, yeah. I don't know. I 100% had the puka phase, shell. I guess. 100% had the puka shell. Mm -hmm. Wow. You guys were, you were fashion forward. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely. Especially when you talk about fashion. I mean, with uh, puka shells right there. Mm -hmm. So then the question of the day comes up is what was the one thing you look forward to during your school day? Josh? Going home. Oh. <laughs> Why did I know you were going to say that one? <laughs> um, lunchtime. Recess. That one too? Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, those were good. Fantastic. I liked actually 
it wasn't it's not for every grade i guess so i can't i can't answer for the entirety of going to school right but in elementary school i remember like my fifth grade class we had this tradition at my elementary school where we'd play this game called frenzy against other classes okay so we'd like go out to the field and it was this like four quadrant one v one v one v one like four classes all doing like a flag football sort of situation okay. but in a grid and huh. you know what i, I don't no, know if i'm I describing don't. it super well but it was it was a lot of fun it wasn't like red um, rover Nah, I don't know what that is, okay. to be honest. I've never okay. played that. That sounds like it was from the 70s or something. Okay. But, um, <clears throat> yeah. Fre That's what so I got. it was called Frenzies? Frenzy. Frenzy. Yeah. Okay. Frenzies. Like, okay. Okay. Not Frenzies, but <laughs> Frenzy. Yeah, I don't know. That was, I looked forward to eating lunch hmm. and, and going home to play video games. All right. Yep. Definitely lunch was always, always. Pr top priority. Okay. Playing yeah. some handball. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I always liked hot lunch. That was always fun. I loved hot lunch. I always felt special. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part of the day, school day, art. Art class? Loved or art. Art in general? Yep. Nice. I w just wanted to throw paint everywhere. That's all I really wanted to do. <laughs> I was going to say, that was, I had some definite favorite classes for sure. Art class, ceramics, that was always fun. Um, I didn't get to do ceramic. Well, I guess it depends on what we're talking about. I got to do ceramics in high school. Mm. Yeah, I'm talking about more high school. Okay, okay. Yeah, definitely not in elementary school. Didn't do ceramics in that elementary school. Oh, they probably didn't trust you with mm. any sort mm, of not. electrical equipment at that time. Hot. Yeah, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. that too. It's National Water Quality Month, dear Kent listeners, in throughout this great state and city and country. That means that we are going to share some... Uh, very interesting and fun and um, inspiring, mm -hmm. really, facts about Kent water. We always like to talk about our water here. It is something that uh, we're very proud of. High quality know. H2O. Absolutely. <laughs> and our public work staff are always working to make sure Kent's residents uh, have clean, safe, and reliable drinking water. Bobby Boucher would be proud. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. H2O. Uh, so some quick facts. All right. Tracy and Kyle, are you ready? Yep. Well, let's guess, actually. We're going to play a game. Mm -hmm. Guessing game. I love it. How many wells do we get our water from in Kent? No cheating. Sorry. I'm looking at you, Kyle. I started to cheat. <laughs> you just cheated. How many wells? Yeah. Like residential wells? Or like... Uh, or like... Uh... No further clarification. <laughs> <laughs> no further clarification. Mm, Kyle? Well, I'm thinking giant aqua four style. Yeah, right. Sorry. <laughs> giant wells. I'm going to say 50. Wow. That's, wow. A, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Well, there's a lot of people here, and I'm assuming there's a lot of water. It's gonna okay, be Tracy? 20. You cheated. No, I did not. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, there's 16 wells. Oh, oh Tracy. Uh, Kyle? Sorry, bro. You did not. You were you were You're way incorrect. Off. <laughs> um, good job, Tracy, though. She's close. <laughs> All right. Um, moving right along. We also get water from two springs. Mm. So that's 
Cool. I like that. <laughs> so we get our water from a variety of sources, right? Store it in water reservoirs, mm -hmm. uh, pump stations right. and aquifers, all that good stuff. And is distributed through a network throughout the city. Um, we actually have 287 miles of laid pipe here in the city of Kent that Kent water flows through. Isn't that interesting? That's a lot of miles of pipe. Wait, what? That, that is. <laughs> That's a lot. It's a miles lot of, of pipe. So many miles and of pipe. And do you know how many gallons of water flow through that pipe? There's actually 2.7 billion gallons of water that's Ooh, produced. Yes. 2.7 billion. That's a wow. lot. I wonder what that would fill. 2.7 gallons jugs. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> it would fill, it would fill 2.7 billion one-gallon jugs. That's okay. true. Got it. That doesn't okay, make it that any makes sense. easier I was to like, visualize right? that, I feel like. Gallon milk jugs. Just imagine 2.8 billion one-gallon milk jugs. That's a lot of water. I can't imagine that. No. But, uh, but the visual's there. I can't get the visual out of my head. It's a lot of water. Just a lot of water. There's 3,021 um, fire hydrants in the city. That's a lot of hydrants. A lot of uh, places for dogs to pee on. Territorial war. Totally. The dogs. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, those are my water facts. I love when you come with fun water facts. Thank those you. Those were so fun. <laughs> so much. <laughs> um, okay, Tracy, moving right along with our back to school theme. What I mean, after school sports, right? And programs. Because what are you going to do after school besides play video games? You want to stay active, right? So our parks department play has this games. volleyball or mm -hmm. um, handball mm -hmm. or pickleball. Baseball basketball right so if you're looking for some free fun for your kid after the bell rings you can check out the after school our parks department's after school energy program this elementary school program is available in nine schools for students in grades k through five and this promotes active lifestyles and healthy eating space of course is limited so go check it out at mykentparks.com okay okay <laughs> all right and with school coming back tracy well it's already back uh all right. Well, you know, um, sometimes words are hard and I got I, it. I got it. Okay. Okay. Focus. Deep breath. Okay. All right. With school coming back, Tracy, I think it's important that we get a little refresher for some of our listeners about driving. Right. Um, school buses in particular, driving around school zones. Mm -hmm. So today we have a very special guest, Paul Dudley, who was actually on the podcast before. He's a school bus driver with the Kent School District, and he's going to chat a bit about that stuff that I mentioned <laughs> just before. <laughs> 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 uh, Paul Dudley, well, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me again. Uh, obviously, I didn't burn my bridges. No. Me back. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, as a Kent 101 graduate, you're now driving a bus for the Kent School District. That is correct. So yes. Tell yes. us about your bus driving. Uh, bus driving is a, uh, I think it's a third career for me now, and it's a, it's great fun. Uh, it's very uh, conducive to a uh, flexible lifestyle, mm -hmm. which uh, makes it uh, really neat for me. And actually, my wife does it as well. So I love that. It's, it's really cool. It gives us summers off, like the kids get off, so we can get a go travel and have fun and, and play with our own kids. So right. it's, it's a lot of fun. So I bet you guys have, uh, since you both do the same thing, pretty relatable, fun experiences you get to share with each other. We you do. You guys just both come home. You're like, guess what happened today? 
Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's, that's pretty much how it goes. And because we do the same thing, but we're not working side by side. There's none of that awkwardness of working with your spouse or mate or whatever. Uh, so we still obviously have completely relatable stories as what happens at the end of our day. And and sometimes it's what happens to the whole department. You know, if it's a snow day or something like that, we're, Mm. we're all in it together. Mm -hmm. So. So tell us a little bit, you've been driving for the Kent school district for how long? I've been driving for a half a year. So I'm half kind of a, a newbie year. now. Right. Okay. That's saying a lot. We have veteran drivers on our staff that have been doing it since uh, the mid-1980s. Wow. Okay. You weren't, even, you weren't even math. born yet, were no, you? No, I was not. Okay. See, now, <laughs> well, all right. Well, nonetheless, <laughs> so tell us what, one, a little bit about the training that goes into being a school bus driver. Yes, uh, to get your commercial driver's license, passenger air brake slash school bus endorsement. Oh, is that what it's is, called? That's what it's called. Yeah, oh, wow. it's a, I mean, okay. I thought you were exaggerating. No, 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 no. Okay. It's uh, you have to go through a lot of training, a lot of training. Um, but it's it's all if you're hired, it's paid training. Yeah. So that's really nice, and it's also in-house training. Nice. Because uh, we well, have our own team of educators that mm. have been doing it for decades. And that way you're learning on Kent streets. Mm-hmm. You're learning mm-hmm. on Kent equipment. So it's not like you're off in some other land and then you get dropped into a whole new world. So you're living that world through your whole driving. And and they don't mess around. I mean, day one, I was behind the wheel of a school bus driving. Wow. Wow. Now, I was backing up through parking. Not going to start okay. with like a, a simulator or something <laughs> no, like that. No, no, it's it's and it, I think it's you know they want you to get comfortable with the equipment quickly because mm-hmm. I mean some people think that's the hard part mm-hmm. is navigating a forty foot twenty ton vehicle and really it's not. I mean they're quite oh. easy to drive. I mean even down through the Kent downtown streets and so forth. It's it's a challenge. I bet. Sure. But it's not as as hard as that's not the hardest part. No. Oh, okay. what is the hardest what, part? Yeah, I'm like, uh-huh. you got now me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, quite honestly, the hardest part is the navigating. Meaning, uh, for example, when I started as a bus driver, I was on what's called regular relief, which means of our staff of 150 drivers, if one of them's sick, it doesn't mean those kids don't go to school that day. Right. right. Somebody's got to drive them. And that somebody would be me or my wife or some other uh, regular relief driver, which means you don't know what you're driving until that morning. Oh, wow. Yeah, you get a text at Mm 5 o'clock in the morning says you're doing Route 23. And if you've never driven that route, well, come on down. You got to learn it because (laughs) there's no GPS. There's no Google Maps. There's no no Waze. There's nothing that... What? Hold on. Oh, no. I kid you not. Wait. I'm I'm like... (laughs) I'm blown. My mind's blown right now. So then how do you know? Is there like a map? Do you got to go in and study the map at the base? Or I mean, how does that work? I'll get this crystal ball and it's really cool. I love that. (laughs) Just installed in the front. Totally. (laughs) Okay. So if if you're old enough to remember MapQuest, Mm -hmm. which is pre-GPS. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you'd go into your home computer, you'd type in, I'm at home and I need to go to fill in the blank. Right. And it would give you a turn by turn instructions. That's what we have on oh. paper. On paper. On okay. paper. So if you old school. Yeah, old school. Exactly. Very but classic. What, what you'll never see is you'll <laughs> never see a bus driver holding their phone. Well, no. Uh, that's that's illegal. Instead they're exactly. holding a big map. No, no map <laughs> either. It's it's turn by turn. It's like uh, take left on Talbot and then it's this is your stop. It's in bold. Very nice. Now the good news is as a regular relief driver, we get a little heads up in mm-hmm. the morning. If you're lucky, you get it the night before. 
And in some cases, um, I would pre-run the route. I might really go take my personal car, go here. Okay, I'm going to have to pick up six kids here, four kids there, whatever I need to do. Um, if you're not that lucky and you get it kind of dropped in your lap same day, then, you know, we have the maps. We can go through and do Google uh, Street View so you mm -hmm. can kind of get a pre-visual of what you're going to see. Hmm. Uh, but it's still, it's that's the, the hardest part, quite yeah. honestly, is, is once you've figured out the Kent streets and the addresses and so forth, uh, that becomes, and then probably the, the second hardest thing is, is student management. Sure. Uh, you're dealing with personalities and you can be up to 78 to kids on a bus. Wow. Yeah, that's a full that's a, bus. I was going to say that. Like a lot. A lot of talking, screaming. You get loud. It is. <laughs> you know, and, and I have all the respect in the world for teachers who have half that many students in twice as much space. So figure. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, and you have to navigate a 20,000, excuse me, 20 ton vehicle. While yeah. you're doing that. Mm, that sounds like a Come on in. We're hiring. Right. Tracy, you need a second career. Sure. <laughs> so we have a couple of questions when it comes to what's the stop situation? Like, for instance, oh. if I'm going one way on a street and mm -hmm. you're coming another way, do I have to stop for you? Like, all can you, the rules. All of the rules. For all the streets. <laughs> you want all the rules for all the streets. Well, uh, all I'm, the scenarios. I'm not going to give you all that. but uh, Some of the main ones, though, like with the turn lane, like three lanes with a turn lane, five lanes with a turn lane. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And really the, the first thing I would always want to say is uh, the most important lights when you're a, another driver is the ones up top where mm. the school bus words are, there's red and there's yellow. If you see the yellow, you need to start slowing down because mm -hmm. we could throw that stop paddle out and that means you got to stop. Now you say, what do you mean? Do I have to stop? Do I not have to stop? Best way to remember it is a school bus controls one lane's worth to either side of them. Okay. Okay. So okay. if you're on okay. a five lane road, first of all, they're never going to throw their stop pedal out in the middle turn lane. <laughs> sure. No. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. So they're going to be always on the curbside. Right. Yep. But uh, so in that instance, if you've got like, let's say on 208th, uh, it, you've got five lanes wide with the center turn lane. Uh, they're going to pick up on the right side or the, the, the curbside yeah, right. of the direction of travel. And when that stop paddle goes out, the immediate road to the driver's side is also a stop. Hmm. Gotcha. So that means all the traffic going the other direction. Free to pass. You don't have to, I mean, you should always be driving the speed limit. You should always be looking out for dangerous situations, mm -hmm. but you're free to continue on. Gotcha. Um, the other thing that tends, as a driver, we see this, is uh, they get confused by our hazard lights. Mm -hmm. So those are the lower yellow blinking, okay. not the up high yellow blinking. Uh, and those, just like on any other car, all that means is, hey, be attentive. Look around. Something's right. going on. And usually we activate those in what we call a, a stop where we pull off to the side of the road, which means we're not going to throw our stop paddle. We're not going to stop traffic in either direction. We're just picking up students on the side. Okay. okay. So no, I didn't even know that that, that part was a thing. Hmm. It's the first time I'm hearing about that. And it's very common that we'll hmm. put our hazard lights on, the lower ones, upper ones, nothing. No stop paddle out. We're picking up or dropping off students. And people will still stop because they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So the good news is I know the Kent School District through Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff, they usually put out, they just blast the social media mm -hmm. with diagrams. I'm mm -hmm. describing verbally, but you can see it on paper or on your screen what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing I would say to remember is if that stop paddles out and you're within a lane of either side of the bus, you need to be stopped. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we don't mess around. We take driver. We take licenses. Oh. I, oh, yeah. We write up reports, and if you do, if you blow through one of those, 
and don't hit anybody, that's great. Right. Except, <coughs> excuse me, you might get a knock on your door in a few weeks from a police department handing you a $500 plus. I was ticket. just yep. going to ask that. I'm like, is there yeah. a fine? There is uh, with a stop paddle out. And if you're not in, you're in one of those lanes, 500 okay. plus. Wow. Yeah. It's not, it's not fun. No, no I would imagine but, uh, not. Definitely necessary. It needs to be a deterrent because right. if you get one, you will never get one again. <laughs> I, I would imagine not. Definitely be paying attention. I hope. Are there cameras so, on your buses? There are. Okay. There are audio and video cameras recording drivers, students, and so forth. And that's part of our uh, student management uh, because although we have giant mirrors and uh, most of the kids think we have eyes in the back of our heads because mm -hmm. most <laughs> of us are we're parents of, of students at one point, um, they can sometimes not behave as they should. Mm -hmm. And those imagine cameras, that. yeah, imagine. Uh, but yeah, that's what the cameras are. They're there for us to basically uh, say, hey, Johnny, you didn't sit down. I asked you to sit down and we've had warnings and so Here's forth. Here's the proof. Here's, yes. <laughs> got the receipts. Uh, we got the receipts. And, and that's really mo most important because inevitably when we reach out to the parents and we do, uh, the, you know, they'll approach their son or daughter or, or, you know, the child and the child will deny it. I didn't do that. Yeah. Right. No, sure. no, it was the other kid. Prove it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's really for, it's there for, for their safety, uh, cause it allows us to enforce the rules. I mean, it's, uh, it's for everybody. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But I wanted to also share how big the Kent school district is. Okay. I believe the city of Kent is 36 square miles. If I remember mm -hmm. from my Kent I, 101 I believe days. so. Yeah. Well, the Kent school district. District is twice that big. Huh. So we actually go beyond every corner of the Kent city limits, and we either go in with schools or routes or students that are into every neighboring city. We have eight different neighboring cities that we touch on a daily basis. Okay. So uh, we have uh, about 125 plus routes. Uh, for example, the route I'm currently on, I do middle school and elementary school. All right. But I've done routes where it's high school and elementary school or high school, middle school, elementary school. Uh, usually every driver will pick up and drop off um, a minimum of two and as many as four wow. different schools. Okay. So that uh, it really varies on the driver. And because of our expanse, how far we reach, mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it not every route's even close to the same we might end up in the same place at the same high school or the same elementary school, but we took a different route to get there. Huh. Is there ever a boring day? No. No, I cannot think uh, of a boring day. I mean, even when we have our what's our, our, our training, because we're constantly continued education, just like mm -hmm. just about every industry has, uh, even those events are educational and entertaining. Mm -hmm. I can't think of a, a boring day. Uh, but yeah, we, we actually take over 13,000 students. Every day. Can you imagine that though? <laughs> like just in your head right now, imagine 13,000 so students. It's like- Not oh, all on the same bus. No, but I yeah. know. But just the fact that uh, that many kids on it. Wow. All yeah. right. And we cover uh, 1.36 million miles in a school year. Oh, wow. Between all wow. the buses? Between all wow. the buses. And That's we have so about 160 buses. We have a full uh, staff of technicians that maintain those mm -hmm. buses. Uh, and really it's, it's, it's a huge- department mm -hmm. for the Kent School District. Have you ever had to pull the thing to let the sand out? Wait, no. the sand out? What are you talking I about? I don't know. Want. Yeah, what? what no, I, I know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. We don't have those on our buses. Oh, is that not, not, is that not a thing anymore? Well, I, I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Growing up, I rode a school bus and in our district, we yeah. had the sanders and it would literally shoot sand out by the rear tires. Mm -hmm. We oh. have something cooler than that. Oh, what? 
way cooler. Like we have cool. automatic chains. <gasps> oh, that is cool. Wait, what? Cool. <laughs> what? How can we get those on our own vehicles? I mean, no, I need, well, I need some. Right? <laughs> if you drove a big enough truck, you could probably retrofit them. But they're oh, they're air activa- activated, just like our brakes. Uh, and they actually detract. And if you're following one right behind a school bus and you look underneath there and you see these things kind of swinging. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's our automatic chains. Oh, and okay. what they do is they detract. They on demand. We flip a switch and they project out and they literally go underneath the, tra- the, the rear tires. We don't have to strap them on. We don't. They just. Interesting. Boom. What? That's so cool. Oh, my gosh. For, for that, I would say alone. In the wintertime, obviously, that's the most challenging for parents. And I was a parent. My kids went through the Kent School District and all that stuff. So is snow days. Oh, my God. Are we going to school? Are we not going to school? Just going to ask you about that. So when you have a snow day, there's usually a snow route where we've taken the really, really crazy streets and found other routes because Mm -hmm. they're just not safe. Uh, But you're better off having your kids ride your school bus on a snow, actually any day, but especially a snow day because of those those. Chains that we can put out sure. on the band. How come they don't have seatbelts? I was waiting for that question. <laughs> right? I was waiting for that. So now we do have some Always buses that, that do, uh, okay. and those yep. are usually specific for our, uh, our what are called our sped routes. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually that's a. Uh, Children, uh, children with special needs. Yep. Some of them are in wheelchairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that stuff, but uh, the vast majority of them don't. And the reasons why, uh, first of all, is is buses are engineered to be safe. Number one reason is we have the safest drivers. Without question, that's mm-hmm. why we're safest form of wheeled ground transportation. Uh, second of all is they're big, easy to see, bright yellow, high source. <laughs> well, bottom heavy, hard to tip over. <laughs> exactly. Up and the kids are up high. Up so high, even yep. if you're driving a lifted truck, mm-hmm. you're, they're going to be safer from that. And also the seats inside there act like a crate for eggs. You can go to egg carton. Mm-hmm. It's those styrofoam mm-hmm. with that. The, you're, if you think of the kids as those eggs, they're every on almost every surface is padded. Interesting. So, and the more important reason for the the seatbelt is in the event we need to evacuate a bus, that could be an hindr- a hindrance. Mm. Mm. No, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and and not to mention the other logistics of getting seventy kids buckled in. Did they all <laughs> buckle in? Did they not buckle in? Are they you know is <laughs> Billy hitting Susie with the with the <laughs> with the buckle, buckle. exactly, exactly, <laughs> and then yeah, we have okay. to maintain okay. all those. So okay, okay, there's too yeah. much bubble gum in the strap, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that, that's that's why we don't. And bear in mind, except for you know field trips, are usually our top speed around all of Kent is 45. Mm-hmm. So we're not doing freeway speeds, right, right, right. Yeah, except for speed, except for field trips. I was gonna say, except for field trips, when you have to get on the highway, for sure. Exactly. Mm. Uh, other things I'd want to share. Uh, with um, dry, other drivers is mm-hmm. obviously it's, it's school time. Watch for kids anywhere and everywhere mm-hmm. uh, because it's usually not on the bus that's the dangerous part for the kids. It's mm-hmm. at the bus stop or on their way to the bus stop. Mm-hmm. That's when there's going to be problems. Well, Paul, thanks for uh, being back again on the pod. We certainly appreciate you coming in, talking about some school bus safety and everything at the uh, Kent School District. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, absolutely. Thanks for having me back. Appreciate it. Thanks, Paul. So now that we're up to speed on school buses and the proper way to stop and all of the rules of the road when it comes to the big yellow bus, you need those driving alerts, especially if there's something that's blocking your way to get the kid to and from school. So... Yes. Alerts, driving alerts. I like that. Driving alert. Let's welcome to the pod 
Kara Moore. She is part of Drive Kent. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. We are so glad that you're here. So let's get into Drive Kent. So when did we start that? Well, we have a fun history with traffic alerts, actually. We actually started about 2002, 2003 on AM radio. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. 1650. It had a, an astounding reach of four miles. That's nice. <laughs> four miles. Nice. Everybody, could, everybody got alerts, really, if Love you it. were close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyone who was anyone. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But in 2008, our then communication manager, Michelle Wilmont, she approached uh, Public Work Transportation, who had been doing the traffic alerts on the radio, with switching to a more social media friendly um, outlook. Mm-hmm. And so we created the Drive Kent website at that point and also started doing alerts via email. Nothing fancy, just Outlook, sending them out to a, a list of people that subscribe. Mm-hmm. But that was in 2008. And then we got a little bit more with the Times 2016 when we moved to a platform that was designed just to send out alerts and it also pushed to social media. So we started pushing to Twitter mm-hmm. automatically and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And we had astounding, um, I think, about 500 subscribers. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. At that point. Yeah. Yeah. And so then in, I think, 20. 18, we moved to our current platform, which is Gov Delivery. Right. And we had uh, about 395 subscribers. Mm. Okay. So we... So we lost a little traction. Okay. You know, <laughs> it's all right. We've more than made up for it. We're about 8,000 subscribers right now. Wow. Yeah. On Drive Kent. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. And that doesn't even since, count social uh, media. Yeah. Since it moved to Drive Kent um, on Gov Delivery, we also have the ability to do the texting now yes. as well, right? I know I get those. I do so too. <laughs> Got to stay clued in. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. We launched that in 2019. Super popular with people that, you know, if you're like me, uh, your email's horrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and, for sure. And nobody looks at it anymore because it's too daunting. It feels like work. But um, yeah. the text messages are super quick. and I like the text message stuff. Yeah, definitely. We are, um, when it started, it was during business hours. It was major impacts. When admin took over in 2016, so it used to be transportation, the engineers were running it, and then the supervisor, admin supervisor, so me and Cheryl in engineering, took it over in 2016. We started going 24 hours at that point. So we're available no matter what time of day to push out a traffic alert so that you get it. And our primary goal is to get it before the commute times. Mm -hmm. So in the morning Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. like 5 a.m., and then before you leave work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So essentially, you don't sleep, is what you're saying. Never. No, no Always that's on true. Call. <laughs> if somebody wanted to get involved and like sign up for it, is it an easy process to do so? Oh, yeah, super easy. You just go to drivekent.com. There's a link right there that'll take you to the sign up. And when you get there, you can sign up for more things than just traffic alerts. So whatever the city offers is yeah. on that page. So it's a great one as a resource for anybody that commutes through or lives in Kent. Okay. Very nice. As we get closer to winter weather here, right? Um, some of the way that Drive Kent operates changes a bit. Some of our social media changes a little bit to keep residents stay clued in on kind of what's going on. Could you talk a little bit about that process and kind of what residents could look out for on our social media pages? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's personally public work operations and maintenance. It's our favorite time of year. Everybody else <laughs> wants to make it go away, but we're gearing up and having fun. Oh, yeah. Um, for weather events, we start going, if it's a very big one, we'll go to 24 hours. Our team works 24 hours a day, oh, and that includes the admin team supporting them. And we get out alerts regularly, so ongoing road closure alerts, um, anything to do with weather prevention 
or um, proactive work that you can do at home that gets pushed out through social media. It has special headers so you can pick it easily from all of the feed that you're looking at daily. And um, it it really kind of brings everybody into the know in regards to what we've got going around and what you can do proactively. Yeah, There's a lot of things you can do proactively that people don't realize. I just took a proactive step last night, actually. But again, sorry, from City of Tacoma. I, <laughs> I, uh, I was laying in bed and I found this. I was reading the uh, little mailer thing um, that we get. I, I adopted three drains, three storm drains oh, last wow. night. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, uh, Larry, Curly, and Moe. That's what oh, I named you them. Named them. Oh. Nice. Yes. Love that. And they're the three problem children that are right next to my house too. So <laughs> I already do that. And so I just figured I might as well just staple my name on it. Now it's now it's real. So right? is now that that's, that's what that entails when you, you uh, just kind of clear them, keep them clear stuff? Yeah. Those three now are my responsibility to oh. make sure I keep the debris away. And like they want me to uh, report how much like impoundage, I guess, how much I remove. Oh, oh. Like, so you got to weigh it. That's kind of poundage or, or, or yeah, they they said poundage or uh, gallons, I guess. Of huh. debris. I don't know how. I will see, I guess, when I go to report how uh, I, I weigh my sticks and leaves. Hold it while you're yeah. weighing yourself, maybe. Right, yeah, like possibly. Yeah, right. Your little your little bundle of leave babies. Fifteen pounds of leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Why is but. it? I do see Kyle walking out there to the drain with his with his bathroom scale and just putting it on top of <laughs> yeah. it, and one no, after the just other. Garbage on that can, one. little pail yeah. of leaves that. and debris. <laughs> Fantastic. Do you work, Kara, with the school districts to also you know like inform them about road closures and you know inclement weather and 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 whatnot too. Luckily, they're actually subscribed to Drive Kent. Oh, fantastic. We have, we made sure that transportation for the Kent School District is a subscriber. We also have um, Metro is on there. Good. And mm-hmm. So a lot of the agencies that we interact with are our most ardent followers. Nice. Thanks, goodness. Yeah. That works. Yeah, perfect. Wonderful. <laughs> so give us a peek behind the curtain. What does your day look like at Drive Kent? Oh, so for traffic alerts, we do anything that is ongoing construction that's going to impact your major and minor arterials. So most of your major roadways. And if it is a one-day impact, it'll go out as an email. But if it's multiple days, you're going to see it on the map and you can track it that way. Full road closures completely always go on the map regardless of duration. Okay. And so... It's just getting the information. Sometimes that's the hardest part is trying to get the the data from the people that are in the know and translate it for the general public mm-hmm. because, you know, we just care about what impacts us. We don't care if they're on the sidewalk waving. We just want to know, it's like, are you taking my lane? Mm-hmm. Are you going to make me late for work? Those are the important things. So mm-hmm. pulling that data and making it relatable and easy to digest is the biggest piece of it. And then getting it on the map and making it clear so that the parameters are easy to find mm-hmm. and see. And all of that's linked also in the email. So Drive Kent Map, if you get the email, if you're a subscriber, you can click the link and go right to the map if you want a visual. Some of us are visual learners, mm-hmm. and it's helpful. And then there's links also to our partnering agencies like King County, DOT, mm-hmm. all of those that you can just click on from that email and access their databases as well and their alerts. Yeah, DriveKen is also really good for looking ahead to the future, right? When we have um, construction projects that are going to be coming up and say, you know, I don't know, do you do like one, two weeks, couple months? Does it depend on the size and impact of the project? 
It does. The duration is a big factor. So mm-hmm. we'll usually do one maybe two weeks ahead of the game. Okay. And then a reminder right before the week before or the day before. Nice. And if it's an ongoing one, we'll do periodic reminders throughout the uh, event just to keep everybody on the same page. But sure. it is nice to have that planning ahead piece so people can look at the week ahead and know that they've got up in store for them. And totally. look for alternate routes ahead of time. Yeah. 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 Because if there's a project that's happening near my favorite coffee shop, I got to know <laughs> the other coffee shop Absolutely. to stop by. Yeah. You know, lifeblood, it's important. Absolutely, it is. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Uh, Kara, thank you again for being a part of Kent Now. Thank you again for running 24 7 at uh, Drive Kent. I know a lot of our residents really appreciate the work that you put out. So, run one more time. Remind us how we can sign up for Drive Kent Alerts. So you're just going to go to drivekent.com. It's going to take you to the map. But right underneath that map is a link to sign up. And that's going to take you to the page that gives you options for other signups as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Wonderful. Thank, thank you, you, Kara. Hey, and thank you to my admin team over in operations and engineering. I don't do this alone. We have some very skilled, dedicated workers in our team. That nice. Their first priority is customer service and making sure the residents are taken care of and our commuters are taken care of. So thanks to them, too. Something else coming up, Tracy, that we have mentioned before on the mm-hmm. pod is the CERT training. Uh, we have another class uh, and training session coming up starting on September 21st. Mm-hmm. For those of our listeners who aren't aware, uh, CERT is our community emergency response team. Uh, so when uh, widespread disasters strike, city workers are overwhelmed, can be at times. So it's good to get a sense of how you, your family, your friends can manage your lives in a disaster situation, being prepared, knowing about how to respond, what to do, how to uh, provide first aid, safety, um, search and rescue, all kinds of that good stuff. So uh, the course is going to be happening over eight weeks. It's going to meet two different times on Thursdays, 1 to 4.30 p.m. or 6 to 9.30 p.m. You can sign up and learn more at PugetSoundFire.org. Fantastic. Great class, too. We have something really fun coming up, though, because I know that we mentioned this on episode 17. We've talked to the Seattle Thunderbirds multiple times over the course of their season last year. We are so excited to partner up with them for season 23-24 and uh, have them be a part of Kent Now. But before we get them to be a part of Kent Now... We have a big special flag raising ceremony that's going to happen here at City Hall. We're going to have Coach Matt Odette, Coolbird, and a few of the players. I know. And it's going to be so much excitement heading into their home season. An opener, September 30th. At Assesso Showwear Center. <laughs> We're so excited about this. September 29th, 2 o'clock, Kent City Hall. Wear your Seattle Thunderbirds gear. No, I, mm, I don't think that fits there. I mean, but it was good. So wear your Seattle Thunderbirds gear. Do it. Yes, do it. And then show up here at two o'clock Kent City Hall on September 29th. And let's not forget Fox 13's Ian Furness will also be a part of some of our uh, commentary with the Seattle Thunderbirds, too. Yes, we love Ian. <laughs> now, we talked to Tobes in episode number 17. You know, he's now. In Florida. Hmm. Right in time for the hurricane. I know, right in time for his hurricane. First hurricane. Poor guy lived in Washington most oh, of his boy. life, and now he's experiencing it all. But we have one Lucky more duck. multimedia intern that is wrapping up here at the city of Kent. It's Isaac. Isaac. 
He has been um, an intern that's primarily worked with our uh, video team, mm -hmm. doing multimedia projects, video editing, um, event coverage, that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. we are excited to have him on today to talk a bit about his experience. Right? Yes. Welcome to the show. Close. Wait, what? Huh? We're close. Um, there is a position that we're opening up. It's not Isaac's position. He's not the position that's open. He has zero experience in where because Lauren left. Right. And so that's where. Oh, no, I oh, know, I but, thought, but, but our, we, our, he needs another. We need another intern. We're not filling the intern position. Oh, oh you're not. I don't think so. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but he can speak about his experience. Okay. okay. And then we. <laughs> and then we could talk about the fact that we're hiring for a designer, but they are two different things. So then maybe. Okay. You say say something and then hit your, he'll say, he'll interrupt you and say, hold up. And then you hit the record scratch. Do you want to do that? <laughs> um, no, because I don't want to be like, we're not opening. Because then people are like, why are you not reopening? The sure, position? sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. I don't, no, want, I don't want that for questions. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's just maybe redo that then, okay. I guess. Um, <clears throat> All right, I'll start it over. Start us off. Okay, here we go. Take two. So on episode 17, last episode, we had Tobes on the show. Tobes. Tobes is in Florida now. Right in time for the hurricane. <laughs> um, hope he's well. <laughs> we do hope he's well. Uh, I mean, poor guy has lived in Washington most of his life, and now he's experiencing all of the elements. Well, he's in Orlando, so I think it's a little, it's south of the, you know, the, what do they call that? The path? The panhandle? The panhandle. Yeah. Well, no, that's of the state. Oh, I meant okay. like the path of the hurricane. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think, you, you know, it might get a little rainy, but sure. nothing you can't handle. Eh, true. Cause Maybe a little lived, windy. <laughs> lived here in Washington. I think mm -hmm. that's probably mm -hmm. fair. A little windy. So <laughs> now we have Isaac and Isaac has been a part of our multimedia team uh, also as an intern and he's wrapping things up. Yeah, so Isaac, uh, he's primarily worked with our uh, videography people mm -hmm. uh, doing event coverage, video editing, all that good stuff. So we are very excited, Tracy, to have him on the podcast today to talk a little bit about his experience as a communications intern here at the city of Kent. Welcome to the pod. That Welcome. would be you. Welcome, Isaac. Hello. I thought you were going to introduce me. <laughs> Do you want to start over? Not really. Okay. Welcome to the pod. Yeah. Here I am. Here he is, Isaac, our multimedia intern. How yeah. are you today, Isaac? Doing very well. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Wonderful. Thanks for being here. Uh, today, we are going to talk to our listeners a bit about uh, what it is that you do uh, for the city of Kent and how you got involved and uh, what you know how you got interested in this position and um, just about your experience here. Mm -hmm. So... Sure. Yeah, I was uh, born at a very young age. I bet. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Or well, mm -hmm. uh, I got this position because one of my dear friends, uh, shout out Samantha, she actually gave me the link to this uh, application page, mm -hmm. and I applied. And I had already been applying to different video positions for a couple of, I think it might have been a couple of months. Um, slow responses, and then sure enough, a couple two days after I applied, I got a call. And then two days or two or so after that, um, I got a confirmation that I got it. So oh, cool. Very, Who very did quick. you interview with? Um, the call, I think the call was with Josh, and then we, Josh Gonzalez, mm. and then the interview was with a couple of people. It was with uh, Josh Gonzalez, and then the previous uh, video manager, and then a couple other people. 
Oh, fantastic. Cool. Well, so you've been here, what, 10 months or so? Exactly one year. Oh, one year. Wow. So wow. what are your favorite takeaways from your internship? I think some of my favorite takeaways would have to be getting to know a bunch of different people and really appreciating what they bring to the table, especially if it's different than what I think would be right. Mm -hmm. I think I'm pretty open to different perspectives. So when it comes to something in the creative field, when you get someone who comes in with something different than you, um, at first it can be, you can be a little hesitant because you don't want to change, but then you get to see where you maybe were lacking the whole time. And now you have a chance to grow in a way you didn't expect. Interesting. Okay. So I know you said that you, uh, that the position was linked to you, right? But what about it kind of caught your eye and made you think, hmm, this is interesting. This is definitely something that I would like to do. Stacks of cash and money. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not with mm -hmm. an internship. Mm -hmm. But uh, aside from all the bank, I would say <laughs> um, really getting a chance to be uh, pretty liberated because in an internship, although there are some standards you have to abide by, it's a little bit more lax in what you can do. Mm -hmm. So it really gave me a chance to introduce a lot of things, or at least the potential to introduce a lot of things that I would want to bring to the table that maybe I hadn't seen either in local government or within video locally uh, across the board. Okay. Well, that's good. You got a lot of creative liberty to kind of do bring, like you said, your skill set to the table and just kind of offer what you have to offer. Yeah, I do think one of my skills, you know, regardless of the quality, um, is at least bringing up new things for people to try. Mm. Um, and so whether that be applications, um, like programs, or even just techniques, um, or just visual styles as well, I think... I like to bring those out because I, I do like variety. Mm -hmm. And if I think something's kind of been the same the whole time, I, I want to at least see what happens. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, I know that you uh, actually got to start to finish, put together your own project. It was about the uh, welcoming figure at the Kent Historical Society. Do you want to share a little bit about that process and how you approached that? Really had a chance to just try out what I knew. And it was really good because it got my ego down a lot <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> I think humbling. Yeah. Right after college, you think, you know, everything. Mm. Um, and so coming in, I thought I had it all figured out. Some technical things I had figured out, but a lot of just uh, approaching different problems, uh, social, um, you know, adapting to different situations, uh, organizing things that I hadn't organized before, doing it in a style. Um, that I hadn't done before, all were things that I learned, um, but learned not by theory or by someone telling me that it would or wouldn't work, but uh, proving to myself that I can sure enough make mistakes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and sure. there are much better ways than what I initially thought. Sometimes experience is the best teacher, right? It definitely was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have one favorite memory from your internship here? Well, one of them... Uh, is actually when you guys first started this podcast, you did a test mm -hmm. before you even published anything. Right. And the <laughs> day you tested that, 
was my second day in this internship. Oh, it was, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, wow. So that was my first time meeting you guys. And that was your first time testing this podcast. <laughs> so I like to think... <laughs> full circle. You know, even though it was, yeah. I was definitely cringe, I think I maybe set the stage. <laughs> which is, yeah. For success? For absolutely, success. Yeah. Isaac. Set yes, the standards. absolutely. And mm -hmm. the callback was uh, the idea of... Uh, I was born at a very young age. That was actually the first thing I said in mm -hmm. the test. Yep. And that was the first thing yep. that wow. it's classic. people knew about me. It's classic. <laughs> well, Isaac, we appreciate what you have brought to the team here at the City of Kent, especially in the admin multimedia office. Mm -hmm. um, you are your dry sense of humor. Um, let's see, your willingness to learn and the fact that you're open to critique without taking it personally. That's um, that's something to say about you and your character. So thank you for being such a hard worker and actually a very, very funny guy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you. I do appreciate it. Oh, I'd like to echo, yeah, what Tracy had to say. Uh, you know, obviously we work in kind of different, separate areas, not always overlapping, but all of my experiences with you have been fun and good. And um, I thought the video that produced was excellent and widely shared and our residents really enjoyed it. So I'm hoping that this experience was positive and that you know, you can walk away from this um, a better version of yourself, I suppose, and get a great opportunity soon. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, new year, new me. Yes, sir. <laughs> new me. <laughs> and uh, for the record, that welcoming figure video is also nominated for a couple of different awards. There too, you so. go. That's true. Look at that. There you go. Well, all right. There you go. There you go. There you go. There we go. There it is. There we go. Really? We should. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we should go. But if mm -hmm. you're interested in becoming a part of our team <laughs> here at the city of Kent in multimedia, we are looking for a graphic designer. Exactly. And if you want to learn more about the position, you can do so by going to jobs.kentwa.gov. Isaac, thank you. Thank You're you, welcome. Isaac. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. And we're back now. Uh, okay, <laughs> moving right along. We have the capstone, the crown of our weekly, not weekly, bi-weekly. Thank you. Kent Now podcast. It is time for Did You Know? <laughs> so good. I like it. It makes me laugh every that time. That voice is amazing. <laughs> Just gets the vibe mm -hmm. right. Okay, this week's Did You Know is a bit of a doozy. Oh. <laughs> you guys are not ready for this one. No. Okay. I haven't even seen it. It so. is a great Kent mystery. Okay. From circa 1924, pulled from a clipping of the Kent Advertiser slash journal. I found this while doing some digging on the Greater Kent Historical Society website. Oh, you guys ready for this? Yeah, absolutely. Please. Okay, looking backward is the title, uh, and there's two kids on a on a bicycle that's like connected. I don't know if that's their logo or what is going on there. Is there a name for the bicycle that's like it's, big? Like you can have two people on the same bike. A tandem. Yeah, tandem. Tandem, tandem? tandem bike ride. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a that's a little less exciting than I was hoping for. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so, okay, so this was from 1924, but the article is like referencing something that happened 20 years prior to that, right? Okay. So, like, we're talking 1904. I can do math. Wow. That's 24 minus 20. All right. I'm just going to read what this says because <laughs> okay. it's, it's interesting. Let's go. Kent has an unsolved mystery. Moonshine whiskey confiscated by the chief of police had mysteriously turned to water <gasps> during the year it had been held. <gasps> Wow. According to the records, it happened like this. 
illicit liquor was found in a car and both the owner of the car and the beverage were thrown in the city clink. Oh, I like that. The Is clink, that the huh? jail? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Why don't we say that anymore? <laughs> in, the, in the clink, eh? In the clink. Uh, wow. First, the whiskey was stored in the city vault, mm-hmm. then taken to Seattle, where it was refused by the sheriff, oh. returned to Kent, and placed in the strong box belonging to Dr. R.S. Furtridge. Hmm. So, What's the doctor going to do with I, it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Drink it? Uh, during the year before, the corporate was brought to trial. The evidence was kicked around from one storage place to another. Mm-hmm. And finally, it wound up in the vault at City Hall. So just before the trial was scheduled to take place, somebody happened to think they should sample the potent beverage. Why not? Is of what course. The I would says. totally do it too. <laughs> of Same. course. Samesies. The bottles failed to hold any evidence of spirits, even after an analysis at Seattle. Huh. The plot thickens. All right. This irked the mayor. Of course. He called the chief of police on the carpet and what? And said the name of the fair city of Kent has been besmirched, bewitched, or something, and that it should be righted. Wait, Crazy. besmirched? Besmirched on, or bewitched. Like, That's what I'm, it says. I it need says to, that right I need there. to find out what that means. Damage the reputation of something or someone in the opinion of others. Hmm. Besmirched. Not the fair city of Kent. Mm-mm. Must be righted. So here's what happened. Here's okay. the conclusion. Okay. The city council went on record as exonerating the chief of police from any suspicion of blame in the matter. Hmm. What really happened will perhaps always remain one of Kent's unsolved mysteries. Wow. So there really is no conclusion, but uh, I thought that was just bizarre. How fun, though. <laughs> That's fantastic. What a great story. Thank you. Great story. Now you know. Yes. Beautiful. What a way to end the show. Be smirched. Mm-hmm. Be smirched. That's the word of the day. Thank you all for joining us for another episode of Kent Now, episode 18. Love it. And we will see you for episode 19 in two weeks. Two weeks. And we're getting close to the 20s. We're going to, we might have to do something special. We'll Ooh, see. We'll yeah. think about it. Yep. If you got any suggestions for us, uh, send us a message and please remember to. Like, subscribe, rate, all the good stuff. Send it to your friends, family, dog, pets. Stuff. Stuff. Yeah, Grandma, absolutely. Grandma, Grandma, Grandpa. And yeah, like my... Discord friends. And just like Josh said, if you have a suggestion that you want here on Kent Now, send us an email, communications at kentwa.gov. Bye. Bye. Perfect.